Isaiah this morning, chapter 39, Isaiah chapter 39, verse 1 through verse 8. Thank you, musicians. Amen. Thanks to all of you for all that you do for the kingdom of God in this place. Amen. Isaiah chapter 39, verse 1 through 8. I'll give you a second to get there. If you don't have your Bibles, you can look up on the board. Let me encourage you to bring your Bibles to church because pastor might make a mistake and you guys need to look it up and make sure I'm on track, all right? At that time, Meridella Beladin, the son of Beladin, king of Babylon, sent letters and a present to Hezekiah, for he had heard that he had been sick and was recovered. And Hezekiah was glad of them and showed them the house of his precious things, the silver and the gold and the spices and the precious ointments and all the house of his armor and all that was found in his treasures. There was nothing in his house nor in all his dominion that Hezekiah showed them not. Then came Isaiah the prophet unto King Hezekiah and said unto him, What said these men? And from whence came they unto thee? And Hezekiah said, They are come from a far country unto me, even from Babylon. And he said, What have they seen in thine house? And Hezekiah answered, All that is in mine house have they seen. There is nothing among my treasure that I have not shown them. Then said Isaiah to Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord of hosts. Behold, the days come that all that is in thine house and that which thy father have laid up in store unto this day shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, saith the Lord. And of the sons and of thy sons that shall issue from thee, which thou shall beget, shall they take away. And they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. Then said Hezekiah unto Isaiah, Good is the word of the Lord which thou hast spoken. He said, Moreover, for there shall be peace and truth in my day. And I want to minister to you from this thought this morning. When the prophecy doesn't phase you. When the prophecy doesn't phase you. Pray with me. Father, we thank you again today, God, for your grace. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, we're asking you, God, to stay with us, God, to give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, O oh God. Let us not be weary and well-doing, God, but let our hearts be pure and minds be steadfast upon thee, that we will obey thy word, O oh God, and be hearers and doers at the same time, God. We thank you again this day, Lord, for your goodness and grace. In Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated, amen. Praise God. When the prophecy doesn't phase you. Prophecy is a foretelling or a prediction of a future event that is believed to be revealed the will of God. Peter, on the day of Pentecost, began to preach, as we know, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And he told the people that their sons and their daughters would prophesy. They would predict what was going to happen. Last year at our minister's conference, God spoke to us and he gave some prophecies. He spoke about the spirit of Jezebel coming. He spoke about 
that there would be ill sickness and ill health. And then he said the third prophecy would be that the spirit of Jezebel will join itself with the spirit of compromise. But sad to say, most people that was there heard, but they did not receive what God had said. I was talking to one of my minister's friends, and he began to tell me of all the ill health and things that was going on in his church. And I began to tell him, well, God told us that this was going to happen, so it should not have been a surprise. And he says, well, I didn't hear that. I say, were you at conference? He says, yeah, but I didn't hear that. And you see, and this is what Satan desires. He desired to steal what God is trying to say to us. Jesus said that a sore went forth to sow seed, and some fell by the wayside, and some fell among the rocks, and some fell among the thorns, and some fell among good ground. And when he explained this thing to his disciples, he said, they that are the wayside are they that hear the word of God. But before they have a chance to receive and the word begins to grow, that the devil comes and take it away. In other words, the devil distracts you and prevents you from hearing what God is trying to say to the church. The Bible says, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Brother Miller talked this morning about the head, and he talked about the eyes, and he talked about the ears, and he talked about the eyes, I mean the nose, and their capabilities and what they are designed to do to us. and But if we allow the enemy of our soul to steal what God is trying to show us and bring to us, we can become distracted and we can become weary and well-doing and we can begin to feel that it's no use. There's too much things happening to my life and things are upside down and I can't just seem to get it right. One of the things about life, if we aren't careful, when God predicts things, whether good or bad or things to come, if we aren't careful, we can just brush it to the side and say, it really doesn't apply to me, so I don't really see a need for me to be concerned about it. Amen. But if you've been baptized in Jesus' name and you've got the Holy Ghost, amen, and you've got a place to live and a, a good fortune and a good finance is going on, it is easy to think that it doesn't apply. And we can just bless it to the side. Paul told the church at Galatians, Galatians 3, he says, O foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evident set forth and crucified among you. This only would I learn of you, receive ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? You see, they had gotten away and they weren't able any longer now to hear what God was saying. As I said earlier, Jesus, when he's quoting and speaking to the church in the, the book of Revelation, continuously say, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. We see things that are taking place, amen. We understand through the power and the understanding of the Holy Ghost that there's going to be things happening and things are going to come. 
as the Lord said to Haggai in Haggai chapter 1 and verse 5, it says, Now therefore, death saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much, and you're bringing in little. You're eating, but you have not enough. You drink, but you have not filled with drink. You clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earned wages earned to put it in a bag with holes. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go to the mountains and bring wood and build the house. And I will take pleasure in it. And I will be glorified, saith the Lord. You look for much, and lo, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blow upon it. Why, saith the Lord of hosts? Because of my house that is waste, and you run every man unto his own house. So notice what God is saying. He says, consider your ways. He says, you're... You're eating, but you don't have enough. You're putting on clothes, but you're not warm. You're, you're drinking, but you're not being filled. You're going to work, but your, your money is just going through a bag like a hole in it. And he says it's all because you're not building the house. Know ye not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you. Amen. God is saying you need to build this temple. You need to build it right. Amen. You need to make sure that you are preparing yourself for the things of God. Amen. You need to become righteous. You need to become holy. You need to become what God desires uh, of us to be. Not only in the physical, but we need to be in the spiritual. Amen. God desires us to build this temple. Build His house. Amen. Bring the tithes into my storehouse, said God, and prove me now, saith the Lord, if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there will be not room enough to receive it. Amen. Amen. we got to understand that God wants the house built. Are you witnessing? Are you sharing the truth of God's word? Notice what God says. You brought it home and I blew on it. It's gone. You need to consider your ways. The Lord said in Judges chapter 6 verse 7, And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of the Midianites that the Lord sent a prophet unto the children of Israel which said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt. I brought you forth out of the house of bondage. And I delivered you out of the hands of the Egyptians and out of the hands of all that oppressed you and drove them out from before you and I gave you their lands and I said to you I am the Lord your God fear not the gods of the Amorites and whom's land you dwell but you have not obeyed my voice God says I told you don't fear them amen don't fear your enemies because if you can fear your enemies they will torment you a lot of saints of God are afraid amen you've got to realize that great is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Don't let your enemies oppress you because if they can oppress 
bless you. You'll move into depression. You'll be sick, amen, because of fear. Fear can cause sickness. That Fear can cause pain and fear can cause weary and mental suffering and headaches and agony and misery all because you fear, amen. God did not give you the spirit of fear. He's giving you power. He's giving you love. And He's giving you a sound mind. Thus saith the Lord God that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by my name. Thou art mine. When thou pass through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walk through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flames kindle against thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. You don't have to fear what man can do to me. David said, the Lord is on my side. What can man do to me? It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. They compass me about, he said. Yea, they compass me about. But in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. They compass me about like bees. They are quenched like the fire of the thorns. But in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. God has become my strength and my soul. And he has become my salvation. What can man do to me? The Lord has thrust me through sore, but he has not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of praise, and I will enter in, and there I will praise the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. Amen. Save, Lord. Let the king hear me when he calls. Amen. Don't fear, God says. He says, don't fear. But you haven't listened to my voice. Greater is he that is within you than he that is in this world. I won't leave you. I will not forsake you. Amen. You've got to learn to walk by faith and not by sight. I am by you. God says in Isaiah 41.10, Fear thy not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. And fear not. If you've got fear, amen, it's going to drive you nuts. And God says, don't fear. But you ain't listening. Your money get a little low, you go into a fear concept. Amen. You get a little sickness, you get fearful. That's what the devil wants. He wants you to be afraid. But look at all the scriptures that tell you how good God is. He's my refuge and my strength. He's a very present help in the times of trouble. David said, I will not fear, though the earth be moved and though the mountains be carried into the mix of the sea. Amen. I will not fear. Amen. God is with me. Praise God all the way. The Bible tells you constantly, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I will be exalted in the earth. I 
I will be exalted among the heathens. We've got to understand that when God gives us a word of prophecy, when we read it or we hear it, we've got to cling to this thing. We've got to embrace it because he's trying to show us some things that are going to come. He said, consider your ways. Amen. Take a look at your life. Amen. What do I do with prophecy when I hear it? Amen. I've got to embrace it. I've got to get ready because it might not be ready to happen right now, but it's going to come because God's word will not fail. It will come to pass. Amen. We've got to prepare. This is why Paul says, when you've done all you can do to stand, stand therefore, having your loins skirted about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith wherewith you are able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching there too for all saints. Amen. We've got to get ready. Prophecy is designed to get you ready. When you hear it, you've got to get ready. Jude says, build up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourself in the love of God. Amen. Sometimes the prophecy may be negative, and as a result, you can begin to look at it from a negative standpoint and begin to regress and pull back instead of preparing yourself for what's coming. Praise God. Let me give you three quick ways how to deal with prophecy. Number one, make sure it's from God. <laughs> Write it down. And then go and compare against the Scripture. John says, Beloved, believe not every prophet, because many false prophets have gone into the world. He said, Hereby we know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And every spirit that confesses he has come in the flesh is of God. Amen. We need to understand the spirit that is behind it. Amen. We've got to be able to know it is from the Lord. Number two, does the prophecy deal with me? Is God talking to me? Ask yourself, is God trying to give me a wake-up call? Have I dreamt the way? Am I getting on a wrong path? As he told, hey guy, consider your ways. Is God trying to call me back in line? Have I got out of line? Amen. Does the prophecy speaks to me where I am spiritually, mentally, and physically? If it does, it's applying to me and I need to deal with it and I need to accept it and embrace it and prepare myself. Is God telling you today, consider your ways? Are you been saying I'm a Christian, but yet you're still running headlong to the world? Are you saying I'm a Christian and you got fear in your life? Are you saying I'm a Christian, but you aren't committed and dedicated to the things of God? Then, then you need to consider your ways because God is talking to you and he's talking to me if I'm out of the way. Amen. And number three, prepare your heart for the fruition of the prophecy. In other words, get ready. There's no time limit. Get ready for it. Joseph told Pharaoh, he says, there's going to be a famine. Yeah, it's going good right now. 
He said, but there's going to be a famine. And so what you need to do, Pharaoh, is you need to take a fifth of everything to come in for the next seven years so you're ready. And Pharaoh hearkened to Joseph, and as a result, they was able to endure the seven years of the famine and the seven years of the drought. Amen. So you need to make sure the prophecy is from God. You need to deal with the prophecy. Make sure it doesn't apply to you or it doesn't apply to you. And you need to prepare your heart for the fruition of the prophecy. In other words, get ready. Get ready for it's going to come. Amen. Praise God. We see, amen, a lot of things are lining up. A lot of things are happening. Jesus says in the last days, uh, I mean, there would be earthquakes in diverse places, erratic weather patterns. Amen. We're looking. It's out east. It's out west. Uh, it haven't come to Wisconsin. Amen. But we can say, well, it doesn't apply to us. It ain't here yet. Amen. It doesn't apply to me. We just continue on. Amen. But we see see it happen. God has given us a warning of far off. Says, hey, get ready because you're not exempt. I can have a house today, but it might be gone tomorrow. I can have good health today, but it might be gone tomorrow. I can have a bank full of money today, but it might be gone tomorrow. Amen. Consider your ways. Amen. Because if my ways is not in line with God, I can have all material possessions and great wealth and health and everything else, but in a moment, uh, in the twinkling of an eye, God can speak, uh, and everything I've got can be gone. My health can be gone, because I'm not building a house. Uh, I'm building my own house. Uh, I'm taking care of my own self. I'm laying up treasures upon earth where rust and moth corrupt, uh, and thieves break in and steal. Jesus said, don't lay up treasures on the earth where rust and moth corrupt, and thieves break in and kill. He says, but lay up treasures in heaven, because where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You've got to hear the word of the Lord. Praise God. Get ready. It's coming. For such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man comes. Isaiah came to Hezekiah. He says, Hey, who was those guys come to see you? Oh, they came. He says, well, what did they see? Men from Babylon. He says, what did they see? He says, everything. He says, let me tell you what the Lord said. They're going to take everything you got and take it to Babylon. And guess what, Hezekiah? Your grandsons, your sons that's going to come from your wombs, and everything else they're going to take. Notice what he said. Oh, good is the word of the Lord. In my day, uh, it's going to be peace. In other words, it didn't faze him. It didn't even faze him. It didn't faze him, Sister Sonia. The prophet told him, God's going to take everything you got. He's going to take your children. He's going to take your grandchildren. He's going to take the nation and take them into captivity. Didn't even faze him. He says, oh, good is the word of the Lord. But my days, I'm going to have peace. See? He ain't concerned about the future. He's not concerned about his future generation. He ain't even concerned about his grandkids. He's not even concerned about the nation that God has put him over to be the king. He, he, 
on my watch. It ain't happening on my watch. Everything will be good to go. So what do I need to worry about it for? It's basically what Hezekiah is saying here. There's not an urgency. If you look at chapter 38, when God sent Isaiah to him the first time, he was sick. And God told him, tell him to set his house in order because if not, he's going to die and not live. He had an urgency to intercede and to pray to get a hold of God. He got on his face. He got on his knees. He began to cry out to God and ask God to forgive him and to heal him. And God heard him. But now, just one chapter later, he's not phased about anybody else. Amen. What's going to happen? There should have been an urgency from Hezekiah when he heard this to fall on his face like the woman with the issue of blood and crawl through the crowd and get a hold of God. Amen. And says, heal. Amen. God, deliver. It should have been a call like the Syro-Anetian woman whose daughter was possessed with the devil said, God, heal my daughter. There should have been an urgency of prayer from Hezekiah to get a hold of God and says, God, don't let this evil happen to my children. God, don't let this evil happen to my grandchildren. God, don't let this evil come upon this nation. But no, there's not an urgency in his life now to get a hold of God, to prevent the captivity of the nation and his grandchildren. And as a result, we see that Israel was taken into captivity. No urgency. His own son Manasseh took command and became the king later. And Manasseh took the house of God and he raised up, the Bible says, God to Baal inside of the house of God. He did wickedness. He did evil and everything before God. And when you read the book of Jeremiah, God says, I will take them into captivity because of Manasseh, what Manasseh did. Amen. And you see, if Hezekiah would have got on his face and got a hold of God and says, I need you, God, to stop the destruction. Don't let it happen. God, forgive me. I didn't mean to let him see everything. God help me cause me to understand amen my wrong consider my ways God no he didn't get on his face he didn't do the same as Saul when Samuel told Saul what had happened Saul should have got into a respentant spirit and got a hold of God but no Saul went and got a hold of a witch to try to get an answer he went to Endora trying to get an answer instead of repenting for is wrong uh, and getting a hold of God. Uh, you see, true repentance uh, bring a sincere, repentant heart. Amen. We've got to realize that God is speaking. Amen. Now is not the time. Amen. To be set-minded uh, and push away the Word of God. Now is the time to cling uh, and be sincere in your repentance to God. Now is the time, as Peter said, to save yourselves. Uh, from this untoward generation. Now is the time.
time for salvation because our salvation is nearer than when it first appeared. Now we've got to have an urgency to pray. Look at our world. Look at the situation that is going on in our world. Now every child of God needs a sincere, repentant heart. Now every one of us needs some urgent prayer to get a hold of the throne of God and says, God, please stop the disasters. God, please stop the fires. God, please stop the killing. God, Steve, please stop and save my children. Give them a chance to serve you, God. We need to have an urgency of prayer. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's time to get all of God to eradicate these unclean spirits, the perversions, the homosexuality, drugs, the dr- Everything, the lying perverse spirits and physical and lying politicians and lying entrepreneurs. We need to deal. We've got to get a hold of God. Amen. Before it is too late. Amen. We know the prophecy is going to come. It's in route. But we've got to prepare ourselves because if not, we're going to get caught up and not be ready. For in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man is going to come. The five foolish virgin, amen, didn't get let out because, let in because they didn't have oil. I know I preached that too. You look at the scripture. They went back and got oil. And they came back. The Lord was still there. But when they knocked on the door, he says, I don't know you. So it couldn't be the oil, the reason they didn't get in. They had time to go get some. He's still there. They weren't ready. They got the initial call. They got the initial call. They went out just like everybody else. But the Bible said they slumbered and slept. They didn't prepare. They didn't get ready. They took it lightly. They didn't consider their ways. And as a result, when they came back, he says, I don't know you. See, when God comes the first time, you better be ready because you're not going to get a second shot at this. Amen. You only get one shot. You only get one shot. Amen. Michael Jordan says, I've been called upon numerous times to take the last shot, and I missed. And they lost the game. In this life, you get one shot. When God called, when the trumpet sound, we've got to be ready. Amen. Ready to go. Amen. Praise God. It's got to phase us. Amen. The prophecy must phase you. It must prepare your heart to get ready. In Daniel chapter 5, amen. Notice what? I'm starting verse 1, Brother DeMuth. Amen. Daniel chapter 12, amen. And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince, which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation even to the same time, and that that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. We heard that in the book of Revelation, haven't we? If your name is not written in the Lamb book of life, you're going to miss the mark. <laughs> Amen. Notice what he said. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and to everlasting contempt. I thought it was interesting the other other day I was reading in the book of Isaiah and the Lord prophesied and he said to Isaiah he says if a child live to be a hundred years old if he's right he's good to go 
But if he's 100 years old and he's a sinner, God says he's still going to be a curse. Think about that. In other words, just because you have a long life don't mean God is well pleased. Better consider your way. <laughs> this thing is real. You're going to have to stay on track all the way to the end. Amen. As, as the writer of Hebrews said, it is a fearful thing to fall in the hand of a living God. Amen. So notice here, some is going to rise to everlasting life, and some is going to be ashamed to everlasting contempt. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book. Even at the time of the end, many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Knowledge without wisdom is just foolishness. We studied that last Monday. Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, there stood other two, and one of this side of the banks of the river, and the other on the other side of the banks of the river. And one said to the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, How long shall it be to the end of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand, and his left hand towards heaven. In other words, he said, I don't know. It's all in God's time. I don't know. That's why no man knows the minute or the hour when the Son of Man is coming back. Heaven don't know. The angels don't know. I mean, nobody knows. I can stand here and, and tell you. <laughs> I can give you all kinds of dates, but I don't know. All I know what the Bible says. Be you ready for in such an hour as you think not. The Son of Man is going to come. The prophecy is for me to take action and get my life right, not to push it to the side. Amen. And so Daniel is saying here, amen, that he lifted his hands and he said, really, I don't know. Amen. And swore by him that liveth forever that it shall be for a time and times and a half. And when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished and I heard but I understood not then said I oh my Lord what shall be the ends of these things and he said to me go your way Daniel for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end many shall be purified and made white and tried but the wicked shall be do wickedly and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. And from that time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away, and the abomination that maketh desolation set up, there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. Blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to the thousand and thirty-fifth day. But go thy way till the end be, for thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end of the day. Amen. I come to tell you, the wise should know, amen, and be ready. The wise should get ready, amen. Give instructions to a wise man. He'll be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he'll increase in learning, Solomon said. We've got to get ready, amen, for the coming of the Lord. Paul said, in the last days, perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own self, blasphemers, disobedient to the parents, unthankful, unholy, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent fires, haters of those that are good 
good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. But you, beloved, keep yourself in the love of God, looking for and hasting for the soon coming of the Lord. Don't Press the prophecy to the side. Now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. When they ask Peter, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter says, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all that are far off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call with many other words did he testify and exalt saying save yourselves from this untowards generation and they that received his word was baptized and they was added to them about 3,000 souls and they continued steadfast in the apostles doctrine fellowship breaking of bread and prayer and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved but of the time and the season, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. Paul says, For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so come as a thief in the night. For when they say, shall say peace and safety, then suddenly destruction come upon them. As travail upon a woman with child. First Thessalonians chapter 5. And they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness. See what he's saying. You are not in darkness. You know you have been brought to light. There shouldn't be any excuse for you to miss heaven. None whatsoever. You are not in darkness. That the day should overtake you as a thief. You are children of what? The light. Because God is light. And if you're a Christian, you're a child of God. You are a child of light and children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Be alert. That's why the Lord told Peter, Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We've got to have urgency in everything that we do for the word of God. This is why James says, don't just be a hearer of it. You've got to be a doer of God's word. Let's stand this morning. Amen. Jude writing beloved when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation it was needful for me to write unto you and to exalt you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints for there are certain men crept in unaware who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of God into lasciviousness and dying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance 
though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he have reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto judgment of the great day. Excuse me. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manners gave themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh and set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, also their filthy dreamers defiled the flesh, despised dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, does not bring against them rail and accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. But these speak evil of those things which they know not, but what they know naturally as brute beasts, and those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward, and perished in the gang saying of Kor. These are spots in your feast of charity when they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. Clouds they are without waters, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit wither without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots, raging waves of the sea, foaming out of their own shame, wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And Enoch also the seventh from Adam prophesied of thee, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speech which ungodly sinners have spoken against them. Him. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouths speak great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you that there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separated themselves sensual, having not the spirit. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference. And others say with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even their garments spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majestic dominion and power both now and forever. Amen. Praise God. Don't push the prophecy aside. Now is not the time to push it away. Now is the time to embrace it. Amen. Now is the time to hold on and to prepare yourself for the coming of the Lord.